0: Are you ready to know your worth and identity in the body of Christ? Are you ready for kingdom conversations with kingdom people? Welcome to the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I'm your host, Caleb McCall, and I will be guiding you through the word with preaching and teaching and empower you to know who you are in Christ Jesus. What is going on, body of Christ? What is going on, church family? I am pumped today about episode nine today, doing an interview with Pastor Mike Zello from North Central uh, Virginia, um, Team Challenge. Uh, this man is a spiritual father to me. Pay close attention today to the show. Uh, this man carries wisdom, and his voice holds weight not only in my life, but across this country in faith-based rehabilitations. We we have him here today, the man, the myth, the legend. Pastor Mike, what's going on, man? How are you, The Blessings to you, son. Man, thank you, Good. brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate you coming on the show today. Um, Pastor Mike is um, the founder and executive director of Teen Challenge North Central Virginia, like I said earlier. And he is also the Northeast uh, regional rep for Teen Challenge and, the nation- and he is on the National um, Teen Challenge board. Um, just to give a little background and information for our listeners today. And uh Pastor Mike, I'm I'm just excited to have you on the show today, man. We uh we was getting a fellowship and talk a little bit before we got to jump on for the show today. It's just always an honor uh to get to catch up with you. For those of y'all who don't know, I went through Pastor Mike's program there in Fredericksburg, Virginia. It's where I gave my life to the Lord and it's uh on his property there that he has established in that region. Um, uh, is where I gave my life to God and I began the discipleship process. And I just want to, you know, publicly say, man, thank you. I'm forever indebted to you and your heart for the kingdom, your heart for uh, this ministry of team challenge and faith-based rehabilitation, faith-based discipleship, uh, you know, in that area and giving a guy like me um, a chance and uh, giving me a shot. Um, when when nobody else really thought I deserved one, man, y'all, y'all gave me a chance. And I'm just forever indebted to you, so, Pastor Mike, man, what is going on? How you doing?
1: Blessings to you, Caleb. I'm good, staying safe, getting old. Getting old.
0: Still (laughs) ain't getting old, man. You just getting started. (laughs) There you go. There you go.
1: This is my 36th year in Teen Towns, man. And um, it's funny while you were talking, I, I, um, I was reminded of, of one of the times in my life in which the Lord spoke to me very clearly, and there hasn't been very many of those, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was when we moved here and we were launching in 2003, and we had we had acquired the farm, the farm where you gave your heart to the Lord on, and we had opposition. And a lot of people don't know this about Cindy and I, but we we had that property for almost four years
0: mm-hmm. with
1: no students. Wow. Uh, as we were in district court in Virginia, court after court, losing,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then finally uh, went to federal court. Um, and got a victory in, in federal court. But I remembered sitting in the court after we lost. And this is about probably two and a half years in. And it was very difficult and uh, I felt like we were gonna win. And finally, and all we ever wanted was just to open and help people like you. And I remember right. sitting there, I was all alone. Everybody had left the courtroom. And and I remember just this feeling because I had worked in Teen Challenge already, you know, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. nearly 20 years. And, and I remember the, because uh, I, I knew full well what I was getting myself into when we launched here. Right. And I remember the Holy Spirit just coming in and saying, someday, someday you'll look back on this and remember that it had to be this way in order to get those miracles. And, and there's, there are young men right now that are going to be saved and healed and delivered on that farm that hmm. you have not met yet. And some of them are children. I remember hearing that wow. some of them are children. Some of them are teenagers right now, but someday they're going to come onto that farm and give their life to the Lord. How old were you when you came to the farm?
0: I was 20. I turned When I stepped foot on the property, it was February 2015. I was 25 years old. I turned 26 the next month. And in 2003, I was just rewinding the wheels back. It's really when my addiction had really started. I was in the eighth grade in 2003. You were and I 13 went,
1: years old 13 when I was sitting old. in a courtroom. Yep and i was crying cuz we had lost mm. and i and i didn't i didn't think that we were ever going to win wow and it was finally a, um an attorney um who approached us and said you know we're going to donate all the federal labor we're going to get if we have to we'll go all the Supreme court or we're going to mm. get you this victory and wow if if he hadn't come forward and donated the labor i i wouldn't be here and you wouldn't be here right. i'd be somewhere in teen challenge yeah but i yeah. It certainly wouldn't be um, you know, in this place. And so, um, and, and that's, that needs to be an encouragement to all those people out there that have felt like the Lord had spoken to them and given them a dream or a vision. I, yes, And just, it got so difficult in the middle, they just quit on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of our case, many teen challenges have have gone to federal court and not even gone to federal court because of better that precedent. Thing. Everybody goes, wow, well, we don't want, you know, we don't, we don't want to mess with teen challenge. Yeah. And yeah. I know Tennessee has its own history of same, similar, situation Mm -hmm. i believe in nashville so yeah yeah god's faithful son and then i want to say thank you to you because Mm -hmm. we we we've laid down our lives to this ministry my wife and i we've sacrificed so much Mm -hmm. and we've raised three children in it, and now grandchildren and all we've ever asked for is young men that would listen Mm -hmm. and get it that's our reward right when i'm an old man and i'm laying there and i'm you know Mm -hmm. and i'm on my front porch swinging I'm going to think about you. I'm serious. I'm going to think Man, about you. And I'm going to say that that was my paycheck. That was my pension. That was everything I ever worked for.
0: Right. Now I'm going to
1: start crying. I got to stop, but <laughs> everything I ever worked for was for, is for you Caleb and for all the other guys that and yeah. now ladies and women and children that have come right. for our ministry that are I have four board members that used to be in my program.
0: That's and the, and a, man.
1: 20, 20 years ago, you know, just serving God, owning their own companies. And so that's the reward for the for doing yeah. this, because it's difficult, as yeah. you well know. Oh, yeah. It's it's dealing uh, with guys like yeah, you yeah, yeah, back in the bunch day. Of,
0: bunch of knuckleheads. And, there you, and go. I mean, it's, there that's, you go. It's not easy. You know, so, so many people, I think I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, a couple of shows ago. You know, so many people see what we're doing and they see the fruit of it. And it's awesome because you can't deny the fruit of it. You can't deny the power of it. And so many people are like, oh, well, I think I'm just going to go start me a program. Well, that ain't how this works. I mean, if you don't have a calling for this, you will not be successful. It'll wear you out. And like you was talking about a minute ago, you will throw in the towel Mm -hmm. and you'll quit on that dream because I mean, it's just, it's, it's a, it is very, very difficult. Pastor Mike, I know you mentioned BFA a minute ago. I want us to get into that. Don't let me forget. I want you to talk about everything that you're doing with the women and children, but I want you to tell our listeners and our viewers today a little bit about your testimony and your family history, the rich DNA that you have in Teen Challenge and how you came to Christ.
1: Sure. So yeah, well, you know, Teen Challenge DNA and my DNA, they're inseparable because I was basically born and raised in this atmosphere. Um, and my physical DNA comes from a very brave, I'll start with my mother, uh, starts with a very brave girl that, um, came from a family of unbelievers who went to a church camp when she was 14 Hmm. gave her heart to Christ. And it was so real, all God on her, everything that she went to Bible school right straight out of, you know, college, central Bible college in Missouri, and, uh, was sitting there as a freshman in the chapel. Uh, when the guest speaker, David Wilkerson, started talking about Teen Challenge. This is 1958, 59. This mm-hmm. is very early. And yeah. recruiting, uh, this is actually before Teen Challenge, recruiting yeah. young men and women to come in, and do an internship with him in the big city, New York City. You know, mm-hmm. so She had come from a town of 300 people, Covington, wow. Indiana, wow. a little corn town. And she signed up and the vetting process was hot and heavy. It was very difficult to get an internship with David Wilkerson. Very difficult.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: She was chosen. Uh, that same year, my father, who was also a freshman in Bible college, in Pinecrest Bible College in New York, upstate, and my dad was from the Hood. My dad was from the Williamsburg neighborhood, New York Come City.
0: It was in a little
1: <laughs> gang called the Bottle Caps.
0: <laughs> you know I'm uh-oh, about? Uh-oh. Yeah, a
1: little Italian gang. <laughs> and, uh, you know, got into an accident, found Jesus, ended up going up there. Uh-oh. But he was also sitting in a chapel in the same year. When David Wilkerson came and had people sign up for summer internship, and he signed up and was chosen only solely, not because of his smarts or his good looks, Mm -hmm. but because it was his neighborhood. And and David Wilkerson felt like if we're going to go to that neighborhood, we need some some kids from Brooklyn. Right, right. And, um, And so my parents both ended up going there, spending the summer, meeting under his leadership this is when Nikki Cruz is coming to Christ. Right. Yeah. Super early. I'm reading his book right now. Yeah. And um, David Wilkerson had a very strict, no dating policy, um, but he felt like the Lord had spoken to him over my parents and felt like God was calling them. Uh, and they had, you know, they had, they had made eye contact. You know? All right. <laughs> so rumor got around to him that they had, you know, might be violating the rules. And he actually called them into his office and there are two 19 year olds scared to death.
0: Yeah, he yeah.
1: Broke them sent home. With, with David Wilkerson rolls, in, in love. the room, yeah,
0: too. Yeah. yeah fire, hell,
1: fire, brimstone. <laughs> and um, he looked at them and said, I understand that you guys have, you know, are maybe fallen in love. And he said, I just want you to know I feel like it's from the Holy Spirit. Wow. Bless it and allow it. And wow. so from there, I'll go quickly. My parents fell in love. They wrote uh, for a year, couldn't handle it, ended up getting married in the middle of college. And it was my father who left his school to join her in Springfield, Missouri, where they spent the last two years. But and then going back every summer and interning with him. Uh graduate, of course, falling in love with Teen Challenge, the whole Nikki right, story. Right. I mean, I have it my mom, you know, it's just a, it's an amazing thing to be a son of my mom's in the book, The Crossing the Switchblade.
0: Right. Yeah. My
1: parents are very much there in the very beginning. And, mm-hmm. and so they ended up going to um Miami. There was an opportunity to start Teen Challenge in Miami. They did. And then they went to Incredible. and that's where my sister was born. Then they went to San Francisco, California to start Teen Challenge, and that's where I was born. Wow. And then it was back to New York, pastor for a while, and then my dad just couldn't handle it. So moved our family to DC in 1968 to start Teen Challenge in Washington, DC. And now None, yeah. back. And that's where I was raised. I mean, we moved here when I was four. I'm a DC guy. Mm -hmm. and uh, worked for his ministry for a long time for his center for a long time. And then uh, when the time came, the Lord called us to pioneer something in Northern Virginia. So my, uh, my DNA is synced with Teen Challenges DNA. My salvation comes so early. You know, I tell people I'm just a survivor. You know, I'm a PK MK survivor. (laughs) Uh, Did I run to Jesus at age four and weep at the altar over my deep sin? I think so probably, but as long as I, all I know is I've been kept and I, and what I will say about that is there's a power in that.
0: Oh my goodness. Yes. There's yeah. a
1: power in that. There's a power yeah. to be, to have my children, all three of my children are in full-time ministry.
0: Yeah. So that's that's third incredible. In,
1: and my daughter and her son have 10 years, Jordan and Jesse. Yeah. yeah. So we, our family, I mean, Cindy and I have done this together, like my mother and father have done it together. Mm-hmm. And now my daughter and her husband are working in Team Challenge. And so
0: Pastor Mike, so can I is I my youngest daughter. Can I say something about that real quick? Because you know, I just feel led to by the Holy Spirit. But, you know, us guys that come through Team Challenge, guys with a crazy histories, crazy backgrounds, you know, people are like, Man, you have an incredible testimony of God's grace and all this stuff. But what people don't realize is that we think guys like your testimony is the most powerful and the most awesome thing. And it really hit me whenever I was here, um, when I first got home from Teen Challenge, I got plugged in with an Assembly of God Church. It's where I'm on staff now at Canvas Community Church. The pastor who led me to the Lord, he's the pastor who sent me to you in Teen Challenge. They paid my induction fee and sent me to you. But he said this, he said he used to grow up thinking, man, I don't have a testimony. I never did drugs, I never did this, I never did that. He said the Lord spoke to him very clearly one day, and that, um, the Lord spoke to him and said, it took just as much grace to keep you from that stuff as it did to pull him out of it. And man, he, that just struck a chord with me. And I'm like, man, that is so, so good. Caleb, um, the
1: Lord delivered me from drugs and alcohol too.
0: Yeah. I never fell into it. Come on, man. Never Come fell on. into it. Though. Come on, man. That's so good, dude. So Amen. good. Um, so let's talk a little bit, just, just real quickly uh, before we get into the, to the deeper, heavier stuff. But with the, uh, with, tell us what you're doing with, with Beauty, Beauty for Ashes, um, you and Sister Cindy, like what y'all got going, what God is doing through the ministry, the women and children's ministry that yeah. you have there. We know about the men's home. We know you've right. been doing that for years. Um, but this is something relatively new. I helped remodel that place. Um, whenever I was in the program and now I went back and visited a couple of years ago, kids running around, yeah. families being restored, young ladies getting wrecked by the gospel. I mean, it's just an incredible, incredible place. Share a little bit about that with you. We're going to have Sister Cindy yeah, on. So the- you got
1: to have her on so she yeah. can share her vision, because I think yeah. women need to hear other women in ministry that are visionaries that have been mm-hmm. able to pull off their vision. Right. There's a lot of dreamers. Mm-hmm. You know, and my wife was certainly a dreamer and a visionary, but, and then it's another thing to make that happen.
0: Right, and especially right.
1: in the church as a female. And that's something that I give, um, I have a lot of respect for my wife for holding on to this vision and, and then seeing it through. And so, and, and we do help pregnant women as well. And which it that's been an incredible journey where I believe we're about four and a half years in on that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, I want to say there've been nine babies born. Um, from just the pregnant, the girls that have wow. come in pregnant in the last four years. we You'll have to get her on to tell you the story of the baby that she delivered on the property uh, with my daughter. <laughs> wow, uh, yeah. that's
0: crazy, man. That's
1: yeah. Awesome. So, I mean, but, but, you know, it's still teen challenge. Right. It's just different because there's a four-year-old in the program with mommy, <laughs> you know, or and right. some mommies have two right. children and we do have children that get on the school bus every morning mm-hmm. uh, when they're at school. And so, it's a different dynamic. but. Uh, we can certainly say that there are babies that are, there are babies that are alive now that would not have been if, if their mommies had not had a place right. like beauty for ashes to go right. you're not and only saving
0: have. one life you're yeah, saving exactly. the next generation right, right behind that mother you know
1: that's right no question that these babies would have been aborted and uh, that the beauty of that and then the beauty of, also of having a young mother come in we took in a young mother today uh, mm-hmm. having a young mother come in who hasn't been present and i you cindy is so good at, at speaking about this and how the, to see a mommy falling love fall in love with being a mommy mm-hmm. um, we a have family. mothers that come in but they haven't been mommies they've they've, they've been in addiction so their mm-hmm. kids have been grandparents you know tossed around um there's a there's so many i could go on all night the other aspect too is also women that have gotten their children back mm-hmm. that have that had lost them that mm-hmm. that had you know, it was bottom of the ninth and the state was about ready to take that child and to see this tremendous healing take place with the entire family. And because we take these moms and their children, we're ministering to grandparents as well. There's mm-hmm. a just a different dynamic here. Um, yes, it's challenging, obviously, to have, uh, you know, full nursery and to have, you know, there's just a lot of staffing and a lot of, a prep that needs to go into opening a home for women and children. You're going to have to deal with, you're going to have to be anointed to deal with issues like that. But Caleb, I'm telling you, brother, it it has been the coolest thing to be like the grandpa. I'm like the grandpa of that place. And I have, I have grandchildren that age. So,
0: right. Right. You
1: know, to, to pull up there and just see all these kids buzzing and running around and pastor Mike and pastor Cindy. And, Mm -hmm. and then the other cool thing, um, and I have this image in my mind of Beauty for Ashes of my wife uh, baptizing pregnant women in public, in water. Come on, and man. Man, you know, I'm getting me crying again. I'm getting soft. In let it loose, age. man. Let
0: it I mean, loose. When you see a,
1: a woman that's nine months pregnant and mm-hmm. it's a public beach and she's just, stra- just walking out there and coming out just praising. She doesn't care who sees it. Doesn't Come not yeah. Just praising Jesus. And then, yeah. That child being born, you know, and then, you know, it, it's just been, it's been really cool to be married to, I would have never done, you know, I would, it's my wife. It's my right. wife's vision. It's her yeah. thing. She goes there every day. I don't, it's been really, it's been the joy of my life to be married to a woman that opened a home for women and children. It, it's, That's it's,
0: incredible. That's I incredible. feel like I
1: have all these little kids, you know, we, we, we just adopted this, you know, this, yeah. and there's, and the other thing about, I'll say about it is the success has been unbelievable. I would yeah. not – if you would have told – everyone we had spoke to said, oh, it's going to be so hard. It's going to, man, mm. you have no idea. What you're, you're going to have crazy baby daddies at the shotgun at the gate. Oh, I want to see my son. You know, yeah. you, we heard all yeah. the worst yeah. stories. Yeah. Brother, I'm telling you, man, we, we have seen miracle after miracle of deliverance. And these girls are not backsliding. They're not relapsing. They're Come not falling on. back. They're serving Jesus. Yeah, they struggle when they get out, but they're serving God. They're right, and some right. of them have gotten married now, and uh, yeah. you know, and they have little family. I mean, it's just beautiful, brother. It's Man. really been it's been awesome. So yeah. you have to have her on. You yeah, oh, her on. I'm yeah. not gonna well. steal her thunder. It's her thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, we yeah. we do it together, but it really is her baby. But yeah. yeah, that's been beautiful to to be a part of that journey with her
0: man that 's incredible, you too have so many you know spiritual sons and daughters and that 's one thing that i don 't know that people really understand about what it is that we do as directors you know i 'm bringing on directors from all over the country and, and doing these interviews and talking about faith based um, you know discipleship programs and what it is we're doing but when you're taking when you 're able to wrap your loving arm around somebody and disciple them man you're just raising up sons and daughters in the faith that are you're, you're impacting generation upon generation and man I'm gonna tell you you would never say this but brother you're going to be rich in heaven <laughs> you, you are saving up kingdom trophies man and it's just incredible um, I'm just honored to know you, you and Sister Cindy and and Pastor Cindy and and yourself and what you guys are doing and accomplishing, man. It's just some incredible work. We'll we'll let you at the end tell folks how they can reach out to you, how they can contact you um, mm-hmm. for anybody who's looking for help. Um, but one thing I want to get into, man. You said this earlier when we was just chatting. You know, me and you talk a lot. Like I said, you're like a spiritual father to me. I call if I got a problem, I got an issue when it comes to our ministry, man, I I pick up the phone and I'm calling Pastor Mike, but you know, you said something earlier that really just struck a chord with me. You actually said this a couple of months ago and it's really stuck with me. Um, but you said you didn't get in a team challenge to rehabilitate people or to just get people off of drugs. You, you know, you're more concerned about these people. So you don't see an addict, you see a soul. Can you talk about that a little bit for our listeners today?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, that is the heart of the call of God on my life. And so it does go back to the call of God on my life. Mm-hmm. I could have owned a company, could have been running a business and just making money. But the call of God on your life, that separates you. And right. so we've always seen ourselves as missionaries called to the mission field of what, what we call the fourth world. And I don't even know if you've ever heard that term, mm-hmm. but I, I'll dub it. It's the fourth world. It's the underworld. Mm -hmm. It's These are the people that come out while we're all asleep at night. These are the addicts, the broken, the Mm -hmm. homeless. That's the fourth world, okay? And that's who God called me to love on, to care about, and to lead to faith. Getting you off drugs was never going to be good enough for a guy like me. I'm not a doctor. I don't work at a hospital. Your physical body, getting your physical body off drugs and alcohol, that's nice. That's noble. Mm but If I don't touch your ever-loving soul with the gospel of Jesus Christ, you're still going to be lost to eternity. And Mm -hmm. so for us, drugs and alcohol are means to an end. And the end is, I want to see you on your knees, broken, crying out for a Savior who can set you free and teach you how to live so that you don't have to have all this brokenness and pain in your life anymore. Mm -hmm. I could care less about getting people off drugs. That does not. But that's not gonna get me up in the morning and get me doing this. No way. <laughs> no way. Yeah. However, you know, having dinner with you in heaven, okay. Come on. All right, I can see that. So yeah. that's what gets me up in the morning. It's it's the eternal, everything else is temporary. This computer, right. our conversation, our bodies. It's a so for me, it's and the older I get, the more I'm focused in on the soul. Soul right. care.
0: Mm-hmm. Soul.
1: And so, look, rehab is for the body and maybe for the mind. Teen Challenge is for the soul. Come on, man. And once you touch the soul, you can bring a man into a program like Teen Challenge or a woman, and you can clean them up and get them off heroin and get the sweats out. You can clean them all up. Mm -hmm. But until you touch the inside, right? And so, this is the difference between our model and, say, the world's model. The world's model is all about. The outward appearance and the right. outside in the physical body, M-A-T, right. medically assisted treatment. That's mm-hmm. all about treating your physical body. That's mm-hmm. not what we do.
0: Right.
1: We go straight after your ever loving soul, ever living soul mm-hmm. and say, let me lead you to Jesus because mm-hmm. that's the part that's eternal. That's right. the part that's going to last forever. And so right. when you do that, but this is the beauty of it. When you do that, cleans up the outside. So if you go ahead and clean up the inside real good, and you change the heart, and then what what happens? The mind starts to morph. Book of Romans starts to morph and to change. And then all of a sudden, your body starts to change, your physical actions, your attitude. Once you start becoming renewed, once your heart gets clean and your mind gets renewed, your behavior changes. And so look, they can go from the outside in all they want to. That's not my thing. My Mm -hmm. thing is inside out, inside out
0: right yeah it all goes to matthew 23 right Mm -hmm. jesus looks at the pharisees and says you hypocrites you clean the outside of the cup and dish but inside you are filthy i mean like you you got to hit um the inside and that's what we do man faith-based rehabilitation Mm -hmm. faith-based discipleship whatever you want to call it it Mm -hmm. is and and putting somebody in an environment where they can have an encounter with jesus that touches the soul I, I preached on identity uh, a couple of weeks ago. I've been, it seems like I've been preaching it everywhere, um, all over the place. But I talked about new DNA means new behavior. And what I mean by new DNA is, you know, the Bible actually teaches that when you get born again, when you give your life to Christ and get born again, that you've got a new spiritual DNA. You're not, you don't have the DNA of the, of the, the cursed man, Adam. You have that new DNA of Christ. And when that happens, new behavior will come about, especially when you go through the discipleship process. You know, Jesus didn't say go out into the world and get people to bow their heads at the end of your church service and ask Jesus into the heart, right? He said, go out into the world and make disciples. That's what we do. That's what Teen Challenge does. That's what Be the Bush Recovery Ministries does. That's what Miriam House does. That's what Beauty for Ashes does, um, is, is creating and making um, disciples. You mentioned it just a second ago. I want you to touch on this real quick, if you don't mind, Pastor Mike. Is You talked about you being a missionary, because that's, that's what we are, right? Home right. U.S. missionaries. Do you mind that's to touch right. on that
1: for just a little bit? Well, that is, that's another title that, that my wife and I do carry, and we actually are missionaries, and we are supported by churches every month. We're missionaries with the Assemblies of God Church, and our mission field is the fourth world. Right. And so the average person doesn't know how to deal with the fourth world. Well, when you, when you know the streets, then you know how, you know, you know that action. So that, that when you have that calling on your life, then this isn't social work. Right. This isn't a job somewhere at a hospital or, or a a rehab center for Mm -hmm. a paycheck. Like this is a lifestyle and you weep for the addict. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so it, if I'm a missionary and that's my mission field to know it and to understand it is to know and to understand that Satan created that mission field for me. Thank you very much, Satan. Nice try, but thank you very much. He mm-hmm. overplayed his hand like he always does. Yep. And he's, he wants to kill, steal, and destroy through drugs and alcohol. And he does. However, by overplaying his hand, he breaks people.
0: That's right. That's and right. when you're
1: broken... All of a sudden, and you're down on your face and you have nowhere to go but up. And then all of a sudden you're praying, you know, to a God saying, Lord, please help me. Please save me. I can't do this anymore. Heroin mm-hmm. is too big for me. This mm-hmm. needle, I can't overcome this needle. Mm-hmm. I can't overcome this crack pipe. I can't overcome this alcohol addiction. It's everywhere. It's. Yeah. I need a higher power. I need something else. And that's where we come in with our message and say, hey, I'm at a guy come in my program who was an atheist who said, I went to the secular rehab and they gave me a, they said, pick your higher power. And he said, "Oh, I don't know. So they gave him a marble true story This is 20 years ago, gave him a marble and said, this is going to be your new higher power. Well, three days in, he's drinking like a fish. Stone called drunk out there fishing, just threw the marble right in the water and said, that ain't going to work. And literally told me, man, that's marvelous. That's just marvelous. <laughs> so uh, he called My them back God. and said, what do I got to do? And they said, look, you got to pick something you can't throw away so he picked a doorknob true story picked a doorknob to be his higher
0: power and then ends up
1: coming in the teen challenge you know all busted up 39 years old just torched his life Mm -hmm. finding jesus getting saved filled with the holy ghost something real Uh finally was able to fill in the blank he said now i finally understand what he was talking about i just needed someone to tell me it was jesus Right. So that, was going, that was always going to be it. And so that's our role. That's my job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the field is ripe to the harvest because of addiction. Right. Because of addiction, there are a bunch of people hanging right now that all we have to do is just, just give them just enough love and attention. And, sh- and, and re- it's got to be genuine, though, because this generation mm-hmm. doesn't do fake. They're all done with know. that. Yeah. So if it's genuine, people follow. Yeah, and if they feel that love, next thing you know, they're on their face saying, "I want what you have, Pastor Mike."
0: Yeah, I just and it, want what you have, right? And if it's if it's genuine, it's the love of Jesus, right? It's yeah. the love of God that compels men, um, these folks, understanding that you know God loves them, that He paid the highest price. I mean, think about that. Heaven went bankrupt for thirty three years to get somebody who's been dealing with addiction back, just to give them an opportunity to say yes to Jesus, man. I mean that will get somebody's attention.
1: Amen.
0: You mentioned about Satan overplaying his hand. We're going to close with that. We're going to close with that. But I got to I want to talk real quick about uh one one subject and and it's a, it's a touchy subject, but uh I think we're we're two men that love God and we was Amen. talking about this before we jumped on like even like the the culture that we're living in these days, it's like if you disagree with one teeny yeah. tiny little aspect of where I'm at I'm done with you. We can't this cancel culture that's going on. But I mean, it's 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 way bigger than that than just like the cancel culture of the things that we're facing in our nation. I mean, it's just everywhere. Social media. You have Christians that will get on social media and disagree with one theological statement, and the next thing you know, you're a heretic. You don't love God. Yeah. You're going to hell and everything else. Um, and so, I, I'm prefacing where we're going with this with that because you know. Uh, you might look at something different than I do, but it doesn't mean that you're wrong. And I might look at something different than you do. It doesn't mean that I'm wrong or that we don't both love the Lord or that, you know, something along those lines. But, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about you, about with you and where you're at. Where do you feel? What do you see? What do you sense? You've been doing this for so long. You've you've seen um, both sides of it. You know both sides' hearts. You know both sides' point of view when it comes to team Challenge. We're talking the medical model, uh, against the discipleship model in a sense, and what that, that differs, how, how, what that looks like, you know, all of those different things. So, um, you know, it's, it's no secret teen challenge had a little, little family feud, Uh, (laughs) you know, I guess you could say that ended last year. And there's a lot of people on both sides of the spectrum. I believe there's people that's in the middle, um, of the spectrum that are kind of able to understand both sides of things. Um, I think the number one thing we got to remember is, is Jesus number one, right? Is Christ first and then operating love after that, right? Uh, you know, right. the Bible clearly tells us in John, you know, if you can't love your brother who you can see, yes. how can you say that you love God whom you cannot see? And so we got to remember to to operate in love and those things. So I'm going to turn you loose on it, man. Where, where do you stand on this? Where are you at? What do you think? Um, and what are you seeing?
1: Whoa, loaded question. You're going to take me down this <laughs> rabbit hole. I'm going to go with you. And, and here's why. Yeah. Um, because, of, because of the relationships that my wife and I have built through the decades and the relationships that my parents built through the decades. We are original dna if you will. Mm. Yeah. We understand the history. We understand very well Teen Challenge. And um, you, you want to get me more fired up than you've ever seen me in my life. Then we'll talk about protecting the faith-based component of the ministry that I love and giving my life to. Right. Um, and so, from my perspective, as a National Teen Challenge board member, and and as a pioneer, and someone whose family was literally pioneers of the ministry, there's not going to be, uh, there's not, gonna, there will never be compromise in my wife and I when it comes to that area. Now, mm-hmm. last, the the question's so loaded because it's so vast. But you know, <laughs> last year. Um, we We did go through kind of a uh, you know an internal thing you know with, within the Teen Challenge family on how we would how we would take on uh, some of the ministries that have been up op- now this wasn't new. It was like a couple of teen challenges decided to do some different things. This has been going on for um, a couple of decades in some instances and and I think there were some teen leaders within Teen challenge and, and nationally that felt that the ministry could be in danger if we didn't do something to protect that original faith-based component. And right. so uh, the, the centers that have been doing different things, um, licensing, for instance, or, or, or detox, for instance, uh, they the heart, because we know and have relationships with the people that are, are doing that, the heart for them has always been just to reach more people. You and I know what it's like to have someone call our ministries and say, I'm really sick and I, and I got to get detox and I got to get help. Can you help me? And we say, what? Call the local hospital, right? Well, so let me, let
0: me say this on that topic is that definitely when it comes to alcohol and heroin, those are the two yeah. things that you really got to be careful with as a director. And, and yes, I do try to call detox wings. I do um, try to call hospitals if they can. And if they don't, I'm going to tell. or if the person's first option is, man, I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe in the power of God's healing. I'll lay hands on people, anoint them with oil, and we'll put them on bed rest. But those are the three options that we have there. But yes, alcohol and heroin are, are, are dangerous when it comes well,
1: to Well, yeah, especially alcohol. And mm-hmm. so what, what you have is you, you had several guys around the country throughout the years now say, mm-hmm. that bothers me when people hang up the phone. We, we can't help them. Maybe we can help them you have a guy who's married for instance he works for a company company says we'll give you 30 days to get get your life together get your act together but after that you lose your job well we in the past we've had to say sorry can't help you so i i believe the heart behind it originally was some of those guys were like wait a minute maybe we could do a 30 day you know program maybe maybe you know and so as a ministry we have been just trying to figure this out okay but one of the things that I'm happy to to share with you is that the faith-based component is protected. It's protected now. It was protected a year ago. It's never been vulnerable. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's some different centers that maybe want to do some different things. However, none of them are doing those different things exclusively. There is not one teen challenge center in the United States of America that is solely just a licensed program. And there's only a handful of those. They're they're short. They're long term. The goal of those ministries is to get them in the long. term. Everybody still has the original long term. What you have is some centers doing different things. And then in Pennsylvania, uh, medical detox, which okay. is brand new, which is something mm-hmm. that Teen Challenge has never done. And it's still experimental and it may work. It may not work. But right mm-hmm. now, if you have a guy who, who calls that phone and says, I'm dead sick, I'm, you know, or ODs he can come there and they can begin a process, call it pre evangelism, call it whatever you want, but, but maybe that guy's going to end up in the program. Right. And so that, that, I'm explaining to you the heart behind all this. Sure, thing, sure. Okay. And so as someone now who serves on the national board, who's involved with policy, um, um, one of the things that I'm proud of is that we, as a family, we all sat down both sides and we were able to figure this thing out yeah. and protect the original DNA, protect the original program, and if you now are a Teen Challenge Center, for instance, and you want to do some of those other things that are different than the original DNA, it has to be separate. It has mm-hmm. to be a separate name, a separate 501c3, and have a separate board. And so we have protected it, and the heart was always to protect it, because that's who
0: we are. Sure. And we also yeah.
1: understand the direction our country's going in, my friend.
0: Yeah. It
1: has to be protected. Otherwise, yeah. we're going to lose it all. We'll lose it all.
0: Yeah, I think uh I think that um definitely in total agreement with you and and so proud and happy for this ministry. Team challenge, you know, uh man, you know, I am a team challenge guy. Like yes, my ministry, my program is Is its own entity. We're on 5013C and all that. I mean, we still teach the Teen Challenge curriculum. My program is based off of old school Teen Challenge model. I mean, and I believe in it, and I know it to be true. I think the only, uh, I think, discrepancy I ever had was, you know, let's keep them definitely separated. My goodness, you got guys smoking cigarettes and taking Suboxone on the same campus. That can be super dangerous.
1: Well, Um, I think think that that was – Because all this happened fast and it was new, Mm -hmm. I think as a family, it just took us a while for all of us to kind of come together and figure out how we were going to reach more people, but not lose that, right? Not lose that. And so, you know, I'm I'm proud of our family that we were able to stay together and work through that without, you know, having a big, you know, messy fallout.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean... Yeah, a major split with Teen Challenge. I couldn't even imagine what that would look like. And um, it just goes to show the integrity, I think, and the character yeah. of the ministry um, inside of the leadership um, that's there in the ministry to be able to sit down at a table. Let's figure this thing out. Let's Let's try to make the best decision. Let's keep trying to help people. And, um, you know, also, like you said, you know, some of this stuff's in the beginning of this beginning stages yeah. of it. We might, they, we might come to the, to the end result of this ain't going to work or Hey, right. maybe th- this, this is work. we found a way we've tweaked it. We found a way to make it work. And my thing has always been, you know, if a, if a person comes to us and says, I am willing, I've tried everything else. I'm willing, I want faith based treatment why would we give them anything but Jesus? I mean, just as a testimony with myself, you know, a lot of guys have testimonies. Man, I was in a a revolving door of rehabilitations and 30-day programs and all this stuff. Dude, I went through Teen Challenge one time and one time only. I went to rehabilitation one time and one time only. And it was the Jesus factor that changed my life. It was that the Holy Ghost, I'm talking Holy Ghost that got a hold of me. And if I didn't have that opportunity, you know, where would I be? I'd probably be dead by now with a life sentence in prison, 20, 30 years of prison. Who knows? You know, but i w I'm just grateful for the program of teen challenge. I'm grateful for their heart, their character and integrity um, of leadership to be able to work through um, something tough. It, it speaks volumes it was tough. to us. Yeah. yeah. yeah it no,
1: speaks it speaks volume. volumes to the leadership. And yeah. for, for those that uh, are and were in charge of making policy that, to be able to hold things together and figure out how how we can just move forward. I think that the only danger here is losing the faith-based component. And right. I'm just going to tell you right now that that can that's just an impossibility. It will never happen. It will Amen. never happen. Not Amen. the team challenge. Never. And every single leader I know, which is everybody, mm-hmm. including everyone who works at that national office and runs the show, they all have the same heart we do. They just Amen. want to on Jesus they want to, you know what they mm-hmm. want you know what we all work for everyone in this ministry you mm-hmm. Caleb McCall's we wonder I wonder right now how many more Caleb McCall's are out there yeah what's her name what's his name yeah you know how and how can we get how can we get them all because there's twenty one million of them at least if not more you and I both know it's probably more when you throw an alcohol oh, yeah you, maybe more like eighty so how can, how can we do that? How can we mm. just reach more people and love on more people? And I want to be part of the solution. I'm a healer. You know, I'm a healer by nature. I don't, I'm not real great with confrontation. I just want to heal. And so I've been, I'm excited to be part of the leadership team now, Yeah, to be part of the healing. And also I I will always feel that sense of protection over the house.
0: Yeah, well, I think I think too. a lot of our listeners, we got folks listening all over the country, different parts of the world, even I've had messages of folks listening to our podcast, man, and I know that that is going to make so many people uh, feel confident and feel good about the fact of the team challenge direction where y'all are heading. Everybody knows where I stand and where, Amen. where I'm heading. It's, it's Jesus, it's Holy Ghost. Yes. It's, we getting folks baptized in the Holy spirit that it never, it, it will change them forever. And it's about the presence of God, seeking after the presence of God. And uh, you know, that's what we're all about. But, uh, and, and I think our viewers and listeners will, uh, appreciate this too, with hearing your heart, Pastor Mike. Knowing this is this is a national, a Team Challenge national board member on the show with us today, and you're saying faith based factor will never, never, never be gone, and uh, y'all are going to keep running after the kingdom, Pastor Mike. We got to close it down um, here shortly, but I want to talk real quick. And then I want to get, let you release uh, any way that people can get help and get a hold of you. But real quick, man, we talked about it briefly, but you said it to me earlier, man, and I'm just like, Shh, this, this is, this is on point, and I'm, and I know the Holy Spirit's directing show today, but Satan has overplayed his hand when it comes to addiction, has he not?
1: He has, he has, and he always does. Yeah. It's in his nature to fail, so. Uh, you know, the devil's always about short-term victory. He's because mm-hmm. he's a long-term loser. Understand? Right. He's right. And he he's defeated. That. Yeah, and he knows it. So what is he trying? He tries to win these little battles, um, but with addiction, the hand's overplayed, and it's overplayed beautifully into the kingdom. Yeah. Uh, perhaps a hundred years ago. Well, there's no what. One hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred. Before that, before heroin ever came on the scene, people abused alcohol, but. Mm-hmm. The substance abuse was nothing like it is now, especially with right. pharmaceuticals and everything else. Mm-hmm. It's it's the enemy taking a very powerful tool that mm-hmm. is killing, stealing, and destroying, playing it too hard. And mm-hmm. then he, it, it breaks people to the point where they come straight to us just ready. You yeah. know, give me give me a soft atheist who's broken over a hardcore Christian who's dug in. Mm. And let, let's see what the, what, what, what the Lord will do with his hands on that soft clay.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: right now, because the devil has overplayed his hands so much, we have a lot of soft clay people out here that mm-hmm. can be moldable. We have young people coming in our program that have never been to church, completely yeah. un, have no clue what it is. And yeah. to see them fall in love with a Savior, mm-hmm. saved, healed, delivered, filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in water, Is that's the coolest? It's so beautiful to see that, Mm -hmm. and that's, you know, hey, there is a fourth world, yes, and it's ripe. Mm -hmm. It's ripe. It's empty. They're empty. They're just so. They're just empty. They're empty.
0: Yeah, they're
1: corpses. And we have an opportunity, right? Perhaps an unprecedented opportunity with the opioid crisis, with the attention Mm -hmm. on it, Mm -hmm. to really lead a lot of people to faith.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, It's all about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's incredible. We get a lot of folks that come into our ministry, just like y'all, don't even know anything about the Bible. What's really cool is, you know, we we partner with a lot of churches um, and get our our folks in the presence of God. That's I tell every student that comes in here, I tell every pastor that I sit across from and have lunch with and are trying to develop these partnerships with. I say, My program can't save these folks. But if they'll get in the presence of God and have an encounter with Jesus. That's what changes them and saves them. We got folks, you know, they come in, they don't even know about the power of God. They don't under, they don't even understand the presence and the power of God. We got folks getting baptized in the Holy Ghost, never even heard of this, and like, what just happened to me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's yeah. incredible, man. That what you're incredible. talking about with the, the soft clay, man. That that's absolutely incredible, and that's what most people coming out of addiction are. I tell people all the time, they're like. You know, there I I get offers all the time. People are always trying to get me to go pastor church and not pastor, I'm I'm the young adult pastor at my church, but you know, I've had offers to pastor a full time church and I you know, eventually I think that could happen. Um, But right, you know, I, people ask me, why is that? I'd rather work with drug addicts than yes. hardcore religious people. Absolutely. <laughs> My God. I mean, give me an real. addict any day. Yeah. yeah, over a hardcore religious person I've been sitting on a pew for 20, 30 years. Yes, sir. You can give me an addict who's hungry to change his life and hungry for Jesus over that person any day. And I'll disciple him, I'll teach him, and I'll love him, and we'll make an impact. Pastor Mike, tell folks how they can get a hold of you at the men's home and at Beauty for Ashes.
1: Yeah, it's just it's um teenchallengeva.org. All the numbers, all the it's really easy to remember teenchallengeva.org. And you can you can find any of us any of our ministries by going on the webpage and, and finding us. I awesome. love you, son.
0: Love you too, brother. I thank you for that. Pastor Mike, thank you for coming on the show. If you enjoyed what you heard today with our interview with Pastor Mike Zello, please rate and subscribe to the show. You can listen on iTunes, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen. You can follow me on social media, follow Pastor Mike on social media. Uh, to keep up with the testimonies and what God is doing in our faith-based rehabilitation programs, Team Challenge and Be The Bush Recovery Ministries and Miriam House and Beauty for Ashes. And we thank you guys for tuning in to today's show. We will see y'all next week. God bless. Thank you. Blessings. Blessings. Thank you for listening to the Recovery to Recover podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit BeTheBushMinistries.com or MiriamHouse.com to become a monthly partner or for more info about our ministry and what we are accomplishing for the kingdom of God. You can also follow me on Facebook at Caleb McCall or on Instagram at Pastor Caleb Mac. See you next week.